The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Continuing the conversation with State Senator Dennis Linthicum, who is in, of course, session with everybody else in the state legislature. And people have questions. Dan is from Merlin. Hello, Dan. You're on with Senator Linthicum. What's the question on your mind? We were talking about the $35 Linthicum or the uh, insulin bill. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good morning, Bill, uh, Senator. Um, my name is Tim, actually. But, oh, um, sorry. What is, the question is, I've been a diabetic for about a little over 50 years, about 45 years, and I've been taking insulin um, for about maybe uh, oh, about 35 years or so. But regardless, the, um, the stories I've read about, um, one was from Dr. Bernstein's book, Diabetic Solutions, but he talked about insulin. And the insulin I used to take was Lantus. And I heard the story about the company that um, put that out. They had a be- they had a better, um, according to Bernstein, they had a insulin that was better than that, but the patent ran out on it. So what the drug companies do is they buy these up, and then they go out. Of, the old company goes out of business, so they don't have competition. And now, um, for some reason, I've heard that they replaced Mylantis with uh, Glarogen, and um, I'm on Medicare right now, and I do have. Them- Supplement insurance. So I do pay thirty-five, but I was told that these this Glarogen is a generic version. An example: if I go down to uh, Walmart and I buy their their house brand, it's only about twenty-eight dollars a vial for the human arm. And the Glarogen um, does what the Lantus does. It's a twenty-four-hour insulin, and it's only thirty-five dollars a, a vial. And I suspect that might be because the patent ran out on it. And what they normally do is. I have to used to have to order my insulin from Canada because I could get it at about less than a third of the price. Mm. Because the the same company that makes it uh, subsidizes countries overseas because they can sell their product. But they take the 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 overall profit comes from the U.S. because the people have deep pockets over here. At least insurance companies do. Yeah. Did you have a question? So I, did you have a question for the senator about yeah. this though? Please. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole thing about it is, is that I think it's not the drug companies are losing money, aren't they? Uh, isn't it just greed? Well, yeah, so good good point, good questions, and interesting details. Um, I've been mm-hmm. using insulin for more than 50 years. When I started, it was from animal carcasses at the, at the butcher shop, mm-hmm. so it came mm-hmm. from bovine, equine, or porcine um, insulin extraction methods, and then the uh, human insulins came into play, and um, and you're right. Even I used to buy from Canada, but you'll remember during the Obama administration, they passed legislation that said if a, a transportation company was bringing uh, a drug across the U.S.-Canadian border, they would get fined as drug haulers. So FedEx and UPS quit bringing insulin across the border because they were afraid of getting fined by having narcotics that weren't approved by the federal government. Don't you find it interesting or ironic that we have no problem with uh, fentanyl trafficking across the border? That's okay. 
Right, okay. they should, because I bought mine from Canada too. It, it, the gentleman's right, it was much cheaper than in the U.S. We did that for a couple of years, and then the Obama administration shut that down by making it against the law for FedEx and UPS to um, carry those products across the border, which just seems absolutely ridiculous. But again, that was capture of the dollars and the money, which is where your question's focused. And um, and the trade uh, trade secrets and patent protections and whatnot help secure profits for the manufacturing arm. Where the legislature went in this bill, the legislature went after insurance companies. They left the manufacturers clean, scot free, which is problematic. Wow. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, I think that that's an interesting distinction. And I thank you so much for the call there. And. We're just going to have to move along, and, and I think you answered that. So the legislature didn't touch any of those aspects of it as far as, if you want to call it greed. Of course, I don't know. Every company wants to make as much profit as they can, so... Well, yeah, there's no, and there's nothing wrong with that. The 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 gotcha is on the intellectual property side. You know, if we... if if the patent really is expired and generics could be available, then um, we should see the fruits of that production and the innovation that comes from pr many, many other private companies. Today, there's only three companies that manufacture uh, insulin, human insulin, um, and there's a slew of different varieties of that even. Mm -hmm. So there is innovation, there is research, there is, you know, treatment in a wide variety of areas, but the free market economy is always more productive than the captured economy. And pretty much everything when it comes to medicine is captured, for sure. I'm talking with State Senator Dennis Linthicum, and Francine, you have something about the insulin thing you wanted to weigh in on. I know we already talked to you earlier, but I don't care. We'll give you another yeah. bite. Go ahead. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello, Senator. Um, I, I'm, what I want to say has a lot to do with what the gentleman previously called about. Essentially, I'm concerned, but everybody's you know, arguing about, well, the taxpayers are going to have to foot the bill if we mm -hmm. make this affordable for other people. And yet these people need their insulin and they can't afford 300 bucks a pop, you know. So how do you deal with this? It's a, it's a you know, and then you get people that are power players, you know, trying to become heroes or whatever. The bottom line is this. The, the, the drug companies, the pharmaceutical companies, are responsible for the prices. And in a situation like this, they should, of course, but they won't, take responsibility and make their drug affordable for people that are sick. Because we all know that their game is to create lifelong patients and, you know, people that are dependent on their drugs anyway. So uh, why when are we going to go after them? Like, you know, everybody knows what they did with the vaccines. But what was it in the 80s, I guess? They, they, they made it so that you can't sue them anymore if their vaccines harm you. Um, I mean, they're just they're, – they're the worst. And we need to do something about the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, okay, they're, they're, they're the worst unless they're saving your life with a vaccine, though. So I'm a little concerned about, about the wholesale biting of the hand. I don't know. How, how, do, you, how do you see the question raised by – by Francine there, Senator. Go ahead. Well, Fra Francine m makes w several wonderful points, and and, uh, and and the trouble with all of them is the, the, the legislative body does not have the capacity to solve these problems. The free market does. And so making a law doesn't really solve any problems. It just forces everybody into this box or that box. 
Well, that didn't really solve the underlying problem. So the, the pharmaceutical companies have the ability to come up with solutions and they also have this market protection in specifics. She wasn't describing insulin legislation. She's describing the 1986 Vaccine Injury uh, Liability Free Act, where pharmaceutical companies right. could make vaccines without fear of um, liability uh, and tort law, you know, harms that may come to an individual user. And, and that has actually been problematic because anytime you have a product that's liability free, you know, the quality control, uh, free market access, uh, uh, understanding the pros and cons all gets shuffled around and hidden. Look, look at the COVID deal. This was a experimental use um, authorized, quote, injection. It was not um, approved. It still has not been approved. It's being recommended for everybody over and over and over again, five, six, eight doses later. And, and really, have they created this marketplace for this product to be used every six months or every year or whatnot? Uh, ad infinitum for the rest of everybody's lives because coronavirus is so dangerous that this is all um, a, you know, a propaganda scheme. Remember the shutdowns uh, it took 40 million Americans out of their workplace, closed their businesses, they lost their jobs. And um, America's, you know, natural federal tax revenue, income from tax revenue, fell by more than 50% year over year way back in 2020. 10 million of those jobs never even came back in those 10 million jobs. If they're looking for work, there's now an extra 10 or 12 million um, uh, immigrants that are now also in line. And you see New York City is going to hire immigrants to take jobs, and they're not citizens here in the U.S. They don't have green cards. They don't have anything except for get a out-of-jail-free card. And so the government hasn't solved any of the problems they're pretending to solve. They pretend to care. They pretend to solve our problems. And what they do is they mess up the natural, mess up the natural flow of information, of ideas, of innovation, of people. And, and I, I would also add just the natural order of, of life in general. And it's, they need to be a, a lighter touch. This is the reason why you preach the... Uh, lighter government or the uh, more narrow, narrowly restricted government there. Uh, Francine, appreciate the call. Uh, Steve's here. Steve, you wanted to talk about the fentanyl issue and state policy and how I was connecting this with uh, with mostly, unfortunately, Democratic politicians that have been pushing progressive policies, including uh, drug legalization and various other things here. And you had an interesting question for the senator. Go ahead. Hello, uh, Steve. Congress, go ahead. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the the Congress people have qualified immunity uh, for litigation against them, but uh, all the stuff that's gone on with President Trump, a lot of the a lot of the protections actually have been kind of blown up. And I was wondering if um, 
the people who lost someone because of fentanyl could sue the people who voted for Measure 110 in civil court. Well, Measure 110 would be a lot of people. That's the problem. You know, a lot of a well, lot of. But, but if you lo- that doesn't make any difference. If you lost a loved one, you have harm, and and uh, your local senator uh, or representative who voted for this. Uh, that's just a thought. What do you think, there, Senator? Yeah, it's certainly an interesting thought. And the point the point that the caller is making, thank you, Steve, uh, for, for making this point, is we should hold legislators accountable. The legislators who brought in some bad idea because it was progressively, uh, you know, welcomed doesn't make it good economic policy. It makes it political policy. This is what makes tribalism so horrid in the United States today. We've got this left and right. We've got, you know, the Republicans on one side, the Democrats on the other side, and nobody gets held accountable. Nobody gets held accountable for the $34 trillion in debt at the federal level. Yeah, no one's being held. But I, I wanted to focus on the state, though. He's talking about the state. Is there immunity that would prevent anybody from, well, as an example, even when you look at Senator Golden and State Rep. Pam Marsh, who have made it very clear they don't want to recriminalize anything, which is essentially, or they want to be very light on this, you can say that there's no liability, but we're having people who are actionably damaged by state drug and treatment policy right now as we speak, right now. By lack well, of there's action, a, there's a disconnect for responsibility. They 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 had a policy that says we shouldn't throw these guys in jail, which is entirely different than your uh, your you know sibling or son or daughter Dying. going out and buying some because they want to get high. Mm. You had a caller immediately following the conversation before who said people just want to get high, and my my complaint is we shouldn't be growing a culture of citizens that want to be high and stoned and out of their minds. We should be growing a culture that cares about prudence, that cares about wisdom, that cares about personal responsibility. And In other words, change the culture, then maybe we end up changing the drug issues, too, and other maladies that we're facing. Okay, yeah. Uh, of course, it took decades to get here, right? <laughs> Right. It's it's been downhill, but everybody's been, uh, you know, so afraid of uh, recognizing the downhill slope that they've been afraid to put the brakes on. Look at in the old days, uh, everybody complained about the iron fist of the church and the church is so dogmatic and the church has such stigma associated with bad behavior like illicit sex or drug use or drunkenness. And the church was so mean spirited. So we said, let's get rid of the church. Let's get rid of the mean spirited nature of dogmatism and let's remove the stigmatism associated with um, whichever one of those things you want to identify. Well, in essence, though, it goes back to if you want to be a free people, you have to be a relatively self-disciplined moral people. You have to be you have to be a disciplined people. Freedom is really designed for people who are responsible. And that's what we don't have at the moment. Is that our bottom line? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. It, it, government is the most dangerous uh, threat to man's rights, uh, followed next by, um, you know, by uh, wokeism. Yeah, all right. Senator, we appreciate the talk, and uh, I'm turning into a pumpkin now, so I'll have to cut you loose for now. But interesting conversation about, uh, you know, insulin and the various other machinations of the whole markets, how it all breaks down, why the state doesn't really attack the root of the problem, but they will look like heroes by passing $35 insulin. We'll have you back, okay? We always appreciate that. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. State Senator Dennis Linthicum. It is 824. One of each sole VIN 909407 MSRP 21615 due sportage VIN 69157 MSRP 3390 due 10K miles per year zero security deposit all incentives and discounts to dealer plus tax title license 150 registration processing fee trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt negative equity applied to new loan balance ends 22924 with brand new Kias starting at 149 a month it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford more savings more selection more for your trade rush in now get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX automatic just one 49 a month lease for a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls, $149 a month. Sportages, $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. You know, a lot of the conversation we've been having this morning has to do with the reduction of trust in the United States. We've gone from a high-trust world or a high-trust culture to a low-trust culture, and that's what's been causing a lot of the challenges within uh, within our system. Well, I want to talk about the people who you need, if you're, if you're looking to do certain business, people with high trust and people who you can put a lot of high trust in, and that would be the folks at Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers in Ashland and Grants Pass. And you think about how, I'll just give you an example. Uh, we've had um, we've had situations like, let's even go back during COVID time, all right? During COVID, how many businesses were forced to close or bent the knee to the state of Oregon and has said, yep, we're going to go there? You know, Jay Austin in Ashland and Grants Pass didn't close for one day, even when people threatened them? Deal with people you can trust to actually do the right thing and to carry your message and to respect your values. Whether you're looking to uh, purchase gold, silver, bullion, whether you're looking to sell scrap gold and uh, do things like that and uh, and make some money. In fact, they'll, gosh, you can sell collectible coins with them, scrap gold, even old U.S. banknotes too. But trust the recognized experts. They are trustworthy people and trust them with your business. If it's collectible and you're not using it, get some extra value too. Get in touch with Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers, 1632 Ashland Street in Ashland and 6th and G in downtown Grants Pass, 482-3715, their number. And on the web, you can buy and sell fortunereserve.com. KCMD and KMED Weather, sponsored by Advanced Air and Bryant. Doing whatever it takes to deliver intelligent heating and cooling solutions and award-winning service. 
visit myadvancedair.com. Homeowners, ever wonder what's going on up there? In need of a repair or replacement? Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc. is at your service. Whether you choose metal, tile, or composition. I'm meteorologist Bobby J for NBC5. We'll have some widely scattered showers continuing through today with a high of 53. Much calmer wind speeds as well. We'll drop to 36 tonight. Could have some fog in the morning, but mostly sunny Thursday with a high of 59, nearing 63 Friday. It's okay to ask for a little advice at Freddy's Diner. Are you ready to order? Ooh, always a tough call. Hmm, burgers, sandwiches, melts, fried chicken, smoked brisket. The daily special looks good, too. Any suggestions? Well, we have seafood, too. Our hand-dipped fish and chips is pretty hard to beat. Sounds good. There's something for everyone at Freddy's Diner in Old Town, Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner. Homeowners, ever wonder what's going on up there? In need of a repair or replacement, Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc. is at your service. Whether you choose metal, tile, or composition style, we're your go-to roofers. Now offering financing with low monthly payments. Get approved in two minutes without affecting your credit score. Call or text today and get an estimate tomorrow. 601-9108. That's 601-9108. You can also check us out on our Facebook page at Stephen Westfall Roofing. CCB 230804. Hi, this is Megan at Mini Pet Mart. Over the last seven years, Mini Pet Mart and its customers have raised nearly a quarter million dollars for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital to further their mission of finding cures for childhood cancer. We're excited again to be the title sponsor of the St. Jude Country Cares for Kids Radiothon on Q100.3 on Thursday and Friday, February 29th and March 1st. Because we know how precious your children and grandchildren are to you because they are to us too. So please stop by any mini Pet Mart or News and Smokes, plus M Street Market and the Market in Delhi and Grants Pass, and make a donation now through March 1st. We'll put your name on a St. Jude pinup, display it in our store, and match all donations up to $40,000. Mini Pet Mart thanks you for supporting our stores and for supporting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, where no family ever receives a bill for travel, food, lodging, and medical care. With all of our help, they are finding cures and saving children, and they won't stop until no child dies of cancer. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority in post-frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Everyone thinks they're too smart to fall for a phone scam. Here's why everyone's wrong. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by NetSuite. Own a business? Visit NetSuite.com slash Kim today and get NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free. Meet New York Magazine financial journalist Charlotte Cowles, smart with a bit of that New York tune, and out $50,000. She's gone public with her story. A phone scan began with a caller posing as an Amazon agent who claimed that Cowles' Amazon account was being charged thousands in unauthorized purchases at that very moment. Cowles denied the purchases and was transferred to someone posing as a Federal Trade Commission agent, then to another, claiming to be from the CIA. She was convinced that by withdrawing $50,000 of her own money to give to the scammers, she could help catch and arrest the bad guys. Americans lost $9 billion to this sort of thing last year. Remember, the phone calls are phony. Just weeks left in my $1,000 laptop giveaway. You could win it. Enter now at commando.com slash win. When you love someone, you want to protect them with the best. That's why I trust and recommend Simply Safe Home Security. It's an advanced system that protects every inch of your home, backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for a fast emergency response, all for less than a dollar a day. Simply Safe has everything you need for whole home protection, 
HD cameras for indoors and out, plus advanced motion and entry sensors to protect doors, windows, and rooms. There's even a collection of hazard sensors. You're going to love how easy it is to set it up yourself. No special tools or know-how required. Don't feel up to it? Get one of their expert techs to install it for you. Simply Safe offers a 60-day risk-free trial. And get this, if you don't love your system, return it for a full refund. They'll even cover return shipping. Order now to get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafekim.com. That's simplysafekim.com. There's no safe. Welcome back to the Bill Myers Show. 1063 KMED, 993 KCMD. Say 32. An anonymous uh, emailer wrote something because we were talking about insulin and talking about drugs and various other things. There's been a lot of conversation this morning about that, plus uh, low trust society. You know, what can we do about that? And this person writes, Bill, I am a so-called victim of the druggies. In other words, the open borders and everything else and the uh, drug dealers, really. They have caused pain doctors to cut, cut, cut pain meds to comply with the CDC and Oregon's equivalent and accusations of pain meds causing pain. I'm at a total of 44 surgeries. My spine keeps breaking even after the three months at UCSF for spine reconstruction surgery. A year and a half ago, I fractured a T6 and then a major break at T11. Now I may have another break according to my newest pain. The government needs to let the doctors practice medicine, and both of my shoulder replacements broke and need to be replaced again. I can't even begin to tell you what the whole body pain is like. I wonder how many other older people are suffering from having their pain meds cut. I'd give anything to go back to work. I loved work. I supported it, and I raised two children by myself. Thank you. Please leave my name out of this. I appreciate you uh, writing about that. That is the reality of when you have, well, that captured market, like uh, Senator Linthicum was talking about, the the entire captured cartel, uh, medicine, government, uh, industrial complex, if you want to call it that. And doctors aren't practicing medicine right now. I've been critiquing this for a number of years. And doctors aren't practicing medicine because government, via your tax dollars, is paying for so much of it. And so it demands the right to control that, in essence. So the people who claim to love you while they're making sure you can't get your pain meds, (laughs) yeah, imagine what that will be like with complete government control of the medical world, anonymous uh, emailer, okay? Think about that. Be careful what you ask for. I've been a big fan of uh, Dr. Jane Orion, MD, and I think I'll have her come back on. Maybe we'll even talk about this tomorrow because I had a friend, same sort of situation, chronic pain, had a crushed vertebrae, all sorts of things, and they would look at him. He's no longer with us. He died a couple of years ago, but they would look at him as a criminal Every time he was coming in and saying, hey, I'm hurting, I need more. In this case, he needed fentanyl patches. Fentanyl patches for him were a lifesaver. He would have to go off it every uh, few times that he would use it to try to keep the addiction problems with it down. But that was a lifesaver for him. It gave him his life back. And we're being told that uh, because of the street junkie, he can't get it, right? There's something really wrong with a system like that. 
Appreciate the email, Bill at BillMeyerShow.com. Kevin Starrett joins me here in a couple of minutes from Oregon Firearms. One of each sold VIN 909407, MSRP 2165, dues, Sportage VIN 69157, MSRP 3390, 4399, due 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer plus tax, title license, 150 registration, processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity applied to new loan balance, ends 229.24. With brand new Kias starting at $149 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic. Just $149 a month lease. For a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease. Both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds. With no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24. With Souls, $149 a month. Sportages. $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Freddy's Diner in Old Town Eagle Point has a menu designed to appeal to everyone in the family. Choose from 13 hearty burgers served with fresh cut fries, crisp and moist pressure fried chicken, hand dipped fish and chips, beer battered prawns, sandwiches, steaks, salads, and more. Dine in or check out the menu online. Call in your order, and it'll be waiting for a quick and easy pickup. Support your local restaurants. Freddy's Diner on Main and Old Town Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner. The automotive industry has a certain reputation, mostly due to just a few bad apples. At Kelly's Automotive Service, we've tried to market to our clients and potential staff based on our values. We're excited this has attracted some of the best technicians from near and far. We have technicians trained in almost all makes and models. So if you've been going to the dealer, please consider trying Kelly's as an alternative. Your warranty stays in effect, and odds are we can save you time and money. Kelly's Automotive Service, where we service your vehicle, but take care of you. Bruno, the Fontana roofing shop dog and mascot, is particularly fired up at the end of a long day. Let's find out what all the commotion is about. And there's Bruno, always excited to see us. It looks like he has something on his mind. He never disappoints. Yes, you are a contractor's best friend. No arguments there. No, I believe that's plural. He's saying we are a contractor's best friend. Uh-huh. Valid points, Bruno. Since Fontana now has a full metal shop providing flashing, siding, skirting, gutters, practically any custom metal detail contractors need in a variety of colored coatings. He's right. I suppose it does make us a contractor's best friend. Wait, what? Did he just call you a jerk? No, he can smell the jerky in my pocket. Here you go, buddy. For your next metal project, call your friends at Fontana Roofing. Visit FontanaRoofingServices.com. The Bill Myers Show, 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. 838, Kevin Starrett. From Oregon Firearms Federation, we were talking some politics yesterday, Kevin. Of course, we always you can't help but uh, do this because everything is so politicized these days. Uh, OregonFirearms.org. And you and I were both remarking to one another, and I, and I thought it was interesting and worth a few minutes of, uh, of, every, of everyone's time today so, so I can abuse the audiences. But welcome back to the show. Great to have you on. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And we're going to abuse people because I was just noticing how there is such a... 
the lack of trust, the erosion of trust, the low, the high trust society of our youth, perhaps, is now a very low trust society, and deservedly so. Maybe it never really deserved all the trust that was uh, was put into it right now, because even you were talking about you don't trust the doctor anymore, right? You don't trust that. You certainly don't trust Oregon Health Authority or the state of Oregon, right? You know, those kind of things. And, and tell me a little bit about your personal take on some of this stuff. Well, I mean, you know, what we saw in the last couple of years was a complete perversion of of healthcare as as a profession and as an avocation. The greed of the, 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 the pharmaceutical industries should really have a ski mask and a gun. They are so dangerous. They're so immune to any kind of liability for anything they do. They foisted innumerable, innumerable lies on the public. And unfortunately, you know, people in the medical community who obviously, for, for the most part, have to be fairly intelligent to have become doctors in the first place, have either gone along for the ride because they've been completely propagandized or they've been basically bribed by the pharmaceutical companies to push certain things that make them the most money. Yeah. And look the other way and look the other way there. If you find I mean, when you go to a doctor and the first thing they want to do is push a, an untested biologic on you that now the whole world knows is killing people and, and yet they still continue to push it. They're still pushing it, and they're, they're, even they're now. They're still pushing it. Yeah. And, and then you look at an organization like the Oregon Health Authority, which has been just a complete clown show for years, and now, of course, is going to be rewarded by the legislature with a lot more money to do studies on how to deprive people of their Second Amendment rights. And so, of course, there's a, a massive erosion of trust and and it's a very, very scary thing because it makes people behave differently and it makes people suspicious of each other. And it and it, it furthers the divisions that are already in the country. Almost as if it was a plan, Kevin. Oh, my God. And yeah, it's not even Conspiracy that. Theory Thursday, but you could swear that if there's one way that you can take down uh, one of the greatest countries that has ever existed in the history of the world... Boy, what better way than to destroy all trust and sow division among the people? You can't help sure. it. And can't I, help it wonder. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't trust the state institutions, because, and especially in Oregon, where <clears throat> there's so much obvious corruption going on. Where you look at the massive amounts of cash that have been handed to Democrat legislators by drug dealers. And, you know, I'm talking about people who sell pot. Yeah, LaModa, you know, the LaModa controversy. Yeah, sure. It's it's absolutely astonishing. It's, you know, we criticize places like Mexico for their corruption. And we only do it in a slightly more sophisticated way. You know, there's probably a somewhat smaller chance that you will be shot in the head by a policeman on the side of the road in America. But... You, you can't trust the federal law enforcement at all, and the, the, the corruption that goes on in, – in, I mean, in Oregon and, of course, the entire country, we see, like, what's going on with our legislators nationally and the Ukraine and who's getting paid off and who's hiding information. And now there, there was a time when if you really were fearful that there was corruption in your local police department, you had – believed that there was an answer, that there was a, another authority that could investigate them. Well, who would that be now? Yeah, who do you call? You go to, you know, if you, if you thought that your, your city cops were all on the take, 
or that your sheriff was corrupt, who are you going to contact? The FBI, which now is arresting people. And I mean, we have a president who is a criminal, who is promoting and paying for an invasion of this country, while another person who actually isn't a criminal is being fined out of existence using laws that have been used against nobody else ever. And by the way, they promised it will not be used against anybody else. That's what Kathy Hochul said, you know, in New York the other day, which is like almost like, all right, you're admitting then that you're just you're a corrupt dictator in essence, that this is, you know, uh, a five banana republic there. One banana, two banana, three banana, four. All right. But still, what I but what I noticed here and this is what I wanted to talk about just for uh, a couple of minutes, just to give attention to it in which I think what we're witnessing here is the beginning of a trend, and I don't know if this is going to be a long-term trend or something which will uh, gather speed, but almost, you know how we're always talking about, well, civil war, settled uh, secession. I think we're seeing soft secessions occurring right now in various states, whether it's uh, you know Texas saying, hey, we're going to go after the feds on the, on the border policy, whether it's Utah saying, hey, you know, we're going to pass a law here in which we're going to start deciding uh, which federal laws we will actually agree with to the state of Oregon saying, you know, sanctuary city, we don't care about that pesky federal law. We're going to make sure and put our sheriffs in jail if they were to violate, you know, the sanctuary city ordinances, you know, those, those kind of things. Or then you have Hawaii deciding we're going to ignore the courts. We're going to ignore the Supreme Court because we have the Aloha spirit, which trumps the Supreme Court of the United States. Interesting time. They're kind of secessionist ways of thinking, aren't they? It really comes down well, to Well, I think they're two very different things. Okay. When you look at, when you look at states' reactions to the uh, overbroad imposition of tyranny by the feds, mm-hmm. and what we've seen in many cases is, okay, so for example, Texas has said, we're going to protect our borders because the feds have are actually enabling the crime. That is a reasonable response to overreach on the part of the of the feds. Mm-hmm. And when the states respond to to tyranny on the part of the feds by trying to guarantee the rights of their citizens, or by saying like what we've done in Oregon, where we said with our sanctuary city lawsuits or sanctuary county lawsuits, is nobody ever said we are nullifying your laws. Your laws now go away. What we said was— We were saying we we're not going to enforce it, though. Wait, we basically said to the state, if you want to violate people's rights, you got to do it with your state cops. Mm-hmm. Our guys aren't going to do it. And, of course, this is, was completely twisted. Mis- well, it wasn't misunderstood, but it was lied about by the judges in the case, like J- Jim Egan, who said, well, you're, you, guys, you guys don't have the right to nullify the law when that never, in fact, happened. It's one thing for a state to say, we're not going to use our resources to crush the rights of the people. If you're going to try to implement that, you've got to do it with your own resources, versus what's going on in Hawaii, which is the exact opposite thing, where Hawaii has said, we're going to use our resources to crush the rights that are guaranteed by not only the U.S. Constitution, but by identical wording in the Hawaii Constitution. And so when an entity responds to to an overreach by protecting their citizens, I think it's a very, very different thing mm-hmm. when an entity actually imposes more restrictions and takes away or d- destroys rights that are guaranteed by the other entity. 
you know, and, and all of this is for the aloha spirit, which is all about love and compassion and, and peace and love and all that. And I mean, I have. Well, unless you're a Holly. If you're a Holly, though, then it's not peace and love. OK, let's just face well, it. I mean, look, Hawaii I mean, is a very racist state. OK, let's just well, be honest about it's that. Also a high crime state. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been on a beach in Hawaii and watched people be robbed, you know, watch people flipping out. I'm here on vacation. I've just been robbed. To, for Hawaii, to, if Hawaii said, we're not going to allow the feds to impose like this insane immigration policy so mm-hmm. we can be invaded by people from Venezuela, that would make sense. That's their right, as is Texas' right to protect themselves. But when the reverse happens and it says, no, we are going to deny and take away a right that's protected by the federal constitution and our own, in fact, that's a very different thing and very scary. Now, now we're talking insurrection here. And in fact, the things that, that Donald Trump is being accused of is absolutely laughable when you compare it to what Biden and his lackeys are doing, where they are paying people who we know are coming to the country to kill us. We know that for a fact, not to mention all the ones who are coming here to just cash in on welfare and then commit crimes in our cities. That is illegal. You know, Biden is violating federal law, as are all his minions. And that's a very, very different thing from a locality doing what, what say, Texas is doing mm-hmm. and saying, look, you guys are you guys are enabling these people to come here and then. Pay. But OK, now, I agree with you on that respect, that it's certainly a different uh, a, a different moral quality to what Texas is trying to do or what Utah is trying to do or what, uh, let's say, uh you know, greater Oregon or greater Idaho is trying to do all this. It's certainly a different intent and certainly a higher moral ground. But I would still, I would still posit that these are the inklings of if stuff isn't uh, addressed by authorities right now, it will lead to more of secessionist movements. When you don't think that there is anything, that there is any institution from uh, either Fed or state that you can trust People will start voting one way or the other, in, in my opinion. Am I wrong about that in, in that view? Or? Well, I, I, I think that actually what we're seeing is certainly like, say, in New York's case, and, and mm-hmm. of course in Oregon's case, in Hawaii's case, all right? In New York, the Supreme Court ruled on a case in New York and said that people cannot be arbitrarily denied their Second Amendment right. It is not a second-class right. You can't tell people... You, you can impose all these restrictions. And what did New York do immediately following that Supreme Court mandate? They imposed new restrictions. What did they do in Hawaii? Hawaii, specifically, the Hawaiian Supreme Court said to the, to the U.S. Supreme Court, you don't have anything to say here. We make the rules. Now, the U.S. Supreme Court has come up with a lot of decisions that a lot of us would disagree with. Sure. And then efforts were made to, to change those decisions. But those efforts were made through the normal legal process. But when you have people saying to the Supreme Court, like, like Judge Emmergood did in, in our case in Portland, what they've done in Hawaii, what they've done in New York is where they specifically said to the Supreme Court, no, the hell with you. You have nothing to say about this. So this is finally then, this is the final institution then that I know is certainly conservatives were still looking at at least the Supreme Court. Okay, last bastion, someone can still read the Supreme, uh, the Supreme documents of our land, you know, the Constitution, and actually rule on this properly. But when you're at the point now where the orders are just being ignored or twisted around then, 
you're getting into a very dangerous time because it's kind of the last uh, the last bastion of an orderly society being ignored. Isn't that really what we're looking at well, right now? Yeah, it's, it's absolute judicial anarchy. Yes. It's anarchy on, on, on so many levels. And there really is, at this point, no real national entity to turn to. Like, the Supreme Court does not have an army of police. Mm-mm. And so when... When, when states and other courts just extend a middle finger to the U.S. Supreme Court, in many cases, they don't they just don't do anything. But I still say I still I, I still believe, though, that if that continues, if that is not reined in, because the one thing we're all agreeing on, we could disagree with the rulings, but we followed them. You know, you see what I'm getting at? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, but but what we've seen in the last you know five or 10 years in the country has been a complete breakdown of anybody obeying any kind of rules. Uh, the only rules that get imposed get imposed against people who are not politically popular by the left. Right. So when when somebody who, you know, I mean, they just arrested a guy in Sherwood, a guy I know, for being in in Washington on January 6th. That's right. And there's a lot of people who are rotting in prison who haven't even received trials in direct violation of our laws and our Constitution, because they are, in fact, political prisoners. And anybody could become one of those political prisoners tomorrow. And now what we see are we see people who become political prisoners because it's expedient to destroy their lives to basically appease the mob. So you get get a cop like Derek Chauvin, who obeyed every one of the procedures of his department, and now is going to spend probably the rest of his life in prison for a Supreme Court, which refuses to address it. And in spite of an autopsy report, as an example, that said that, no, that's not what uh, killed George Floyd. Okay, right? It's been demonstrated that he's innocent of this crime, but he was the sacrificial lamb to appease the Black Lives Matter, Marxist, socialist, communists who rule much of the country and certainly rule Oregon. And so what happens then when... You can go to prison for having an unpopular opinion with with the Biden administration, but you can't go to prison for firebombing a police station. At some point, the people who would be opposed to firebombing police stations start wondering why the hell are they obeying the law? And if you can face a serious prison sentence for simply having a, a different point of view, then that amps up your reason to to engage in much more dangerous, violent behavior because the liability is the same. And people Do, yeah, doing nothing they're after you, doing something they're after you. Right. Okay. You know, and, and Senator Lithicum kind of nailed all this is that nobody wants to suffer under like repressive regimes or a church telling you what to do. But the fact is is that for, for probably sixty or seventy years there's been an effort underway in our country to Turn everything positive into, you know, to completely destroy anything positive, promote the immoral and, and really dangerous behavior. Like, we encourage people to take drugs. And I mean, in Oregon, oh, we of course we do. To let people, you know, shoot heroin up on the street. And I, I've talked to cops who walk guys, walk past people who are smoking meth on the street, and there's nothing they can do about it. And this is all, this was paid for. You know, Measure 10 was paid for by leftist organizations. It's now being protected by leftist legislators who know what the answer to this is. The answer it is to reverse Measure 110. But if you look at who's gotten donations from the same people who promoted all this drug stuff, you start to get an understanding of why this is happening. It's not ineptitude. 
It's not, uh, you know, it's not that they don't know what to do. It's that they're, they're being paid off. I'm but 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 I have to tell you, they think though, and I think that most of this coming from the left, they think though that there is nothing that will ever react back against them on this. And I and I'm still saying when I see you know Texas and various others soft secessions going on everywhere. Well, it can happen from the other side of the aisle too, and I think that is uh, something to to keep in mind. But the judicial anarchy, I think, is that final that final domino to fall, and that is something to be really concerning. And that there has no that, that there has been no political penalty to be paid for promoting this judicial uh, anarchy, which I would say, as an example, our Democratic uh, politicians in Oregon have had have had to pay no penalty yet up to this point. Uh, they better start having being paid a penalty pretty soon, or else we've got bigger problems coming down the uh, down the pike here, Kevin. Yeah, I, I think the bigger problems are here. I believe they are absolutely here, and it's just that, you know I think a lot of pe- people who are listening to your radio show they kind of get this, or they yeah. wouldn't be listening to your radio show. The people understand that things are completely disintegrating. The only people who re- who either do not get it or refuse to get it are elected Republicans. Who, who are really only – I mean, I, I talk to elected Republican legislators who, who agree to put their names on anti-gun bills because they've been told if they do that, they'll get far-left progressive legislators to sign on to their anti-tranny bills, which is absolutely laughable and colossally stupid because it isn't going to happen. But it is the elected Republicans who have their heads in the sand who still think they're going to solve this stuff politically by playing games with the people who've announced their intention to destroy the state and then similarly the country. Yeah, playing with the opposition is not uh, is not a plan at this point, all right? It really you know, isn't. Maybe 20 years ago. You yeah, know, I mean, but, was, well, they're, they're acting like it's 20 years ago or even 1980. It's like replaying, uh, you know, Reagan and Tip O'Neill, you know, palling around and well, getting yeah, along. I mean, hey, that's done, buddy. That's done. It's all like collegial stuff. I mean, I was just reading a, 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 a letter to the editor by a, by an Oregon Republican House rep thanking, you know, the Oregon Democrats for being so well-behaved and collegial, even though we disagree with them. No, they are crushing the state. And anybody who is not, you know, on the take in Portland, Salem, and Eugene is basically fodder and is going to be destroyed. Rural people, you know, you can't protect your livestock, you can't have a diesel truck. Everything's being done to crush the people, and the stupid Republicans are saying, well, you know, they've actually been pretty nice. Let's get along with them. They just refuse to to address and acknowledge the magnitude of the problem and the reality that none of this is an error or mistake or a result of, you know, just bad policy. It is a pointed effort. The whole Measure 110 was a pointed effort. Our, our socialized medicine is a pointed effort. Now they're going to they're going to change the quorum requirements to basically make Oregon's already a one-party state. Now the pretense of it will be gone. Hmm. Now there'll be no need for Republicans to run for office anymore because they will have nothing to say about anything. And when you're at that point, when you you really have no legitimate voice in anything then maybe you should stop behaving so well. And maybe you should start recognizing that by being a little bit disruptive, you have nothing more to lose than sitting there and getting kicked in the face all the time. By and, and But at least you're doing something. In other words, Republicans that aren't actually uh, rebelling, when I say rebelling, uh, breaking things legislatively, you're not helping. You're either, you're either breaking or you're not, or you're being totally ineffective. You're actually bringing on your destruction. And, and if you sit there and put up with that, 
it's your constituents who suffer. It's your constituents who are going to be absolutely devastated by increases in, in power rates, a, 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 a health care system that is going to disintegrate. I mean, I mean, this state can do nothing correct. If you've ever had to file a report with Orstar, which is where you put in, you know, PAC reporting, mm-hmm. every single system that Oregon creates is garbage. All right. It, none of it works. Wait till they completely take over what they haven't destroyed. I mean, during the whole pandemic, they they did so much damage to so many rural hospitals to consolidate them to make more a few players much more powerful. And while we supposedly had all these people sick, all these nurses and doctors were sent home because they had nothing to do because they weren't allowed to perform any operations. They've really, really destroyed much of the healthcare system. Wait till they get complete control over all of it. If you let them happen. All right. Kevin, I am turning into a pumpkin now at this point, but uh, but it's nothing personal, okay? <laughs> I really do. But I, I wanted to talk about the, the, these changes that you're seeing around the various states. People need to be uh, aware of that, and I think it's uh, indicative of uh, some greater issues that one must be aware of, okay? I appreciate it. We haven't even talked about the current state legislature and what they're doing. Another time, all right? But we'll certainly have you back. All right. All right? Thank you, Bill. Kevin Starrett, Oregon Firearms Federation, OregonFirearms.org, just a political conversation, as we say, uh, unlike what the leftists mean, because that, that's always a lecture rather than a conversation. It's 9 o'clock, KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass. Here at American Rancher Garage, we respect and support those individuals who currently or have previously served this great country and our local communities. As a small token of our respect and appreciation for their service, we extend our Heroes discount to all active or veteran military personnel and to our active or retired first responders. There is no way to completely repay your dedication to the protection of our country and communities, but we will do what we can. The Artisan Bakery Cafe is your go-to for all things delicious. Pastries and espresso bar beverages for all seasons and all reasons. Fabulous February features include delicious taste sensations like their cherry almond loaf, jam-filled beignets paired with a cardamom rose latte or chocolate cherry mocha. So many treats just waiting for you. Artisan Bakery is perfect for that office party, gathering, or special event. Stop by and get to know the family at 1325 Center Drive across from South Fred Meyer or visit artisanbakerymedford.com. Hi, I'm Corey from Patriot Electric, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. Always appreciate your emails. The email bill at billmyershow.com. Emails of the day, Dr. Steve Nelson sponsors those and Central Point Family Dentistry, centralpointfamilydentistry.com, right next door to the Mazatlan Mexican Restaurant. And uh, I had a DL write me this uh, morning, says, Bill, I listened to your segment the other day with John West and talking about stopping the county charter 17-116 in Josephine County and in Jackson as well. It's a website that many in Joe County have taken to called Next Door. It has become a hotbed of locals discussing local and national issues, including the county charters. Even Sarah Bristol on there in favor of the charter, along with many of her supporters. She's taken aim at many of the naysayers' comments. The reason I'm telling you, and hopefully your audience, is the only way that we're going to carpet bomb politically these charter proposals is to get to that audience as well. Ironically, I posted some clean facts against the county charter, and the administrator has removed them. In doing a background on this forum, I found that they're out of San Francisco. I smell a rat. Anyway, just wanted you to get this information out to as many people as possible so that the political carpet bombing can start there as well. The more of us putting truth out there, obviously the better. 
DL, thank you for writing the email bill at BillMyerShow.com. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up in a bit. Conspiracy Theory Thursday tomorrow. Don't get stranded. Have your battery tested for free at Batteries Plus. We carry top quality replacement batteries and offer.